What's up and welcome to episode 41 of the Jig Talk Sports Podcast. We have an awesome episode today. Today we're going to be talking about the NBA. Today is day one of free agency. It started just a couple hours ago. A ton of stuff has happened. A ton of stuff is in the works. So I'm going to break down everything that's happened so far, including some trades that happened yesterday or the days before. And I'm going to break down what's been going on tonight. And then we're going to move into the MLB and talk about that. Because the MLB doesn't get enough love in the sports world and the content creation world when it comes to that kind of stuff. I want to give it some love. I got some things written down. We have a good time talking about the MLB. And then we're going to round it off with a few NFL questions that I got from my TikTok and my Twitter that you guys asked. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. All right. So starting off with the NBA, let's talk about some of the things that already happened. First of all, we have DeJounte Murray to the Atlanta Hawks for Danilo Gallinari and some picks. I honestly think that this is a good move for both teams. The Spurs needed to move off of Murray this year if they were going to do it at all, in my opinion. This is a full rebuild mode for the Spurs. I mean, obviously you have Victor Wembanyama. I'm pretty sure I butchered his name, but you have him. If you lose the lottery, then this really looks bad for you guys. But the Spurs needed a number one guy. And honestly, I'm not entirely sure DeJounte Murray can be a number one guy on the best team in the league. And... So when you put him in a situation where he doesn't have to be that, when you have Trey Young, who's obviously incredible offensively, struggles a little bit defensively. I mean, you're looking at what else the Hawks can do with DeAndre Ayton. I mean, I wouldn't rule it out, but I'm pretty sure Ayton's going to Detroit, if I'm being completely honest with you. Um, as much as I would love him to be a Raptor, I'm not sure it's going to happen uh, anymore, and I'll talk about why uh, a little bit later in the episode. But talking more about Murray to the Hawks, this is a good situation for Jonte Murray. It's a good situation for the Hawks, and they're doing some good things in this offseason. Trey Young is incredible, but obviously, like I mentioned before, his defense is not there, uh, and they need some guys who can defend. Jonte Murray can defend better than Trey Young, but I wouldn't call him like an elite defender. And this is just a guy who can go out and can score for you guys and can shoot the ball and can do what people who couldn't do around Trey Young in that score. When Trey Young was having bad games in the Heat series, not that they had much of a chance in the first place, but if Trey Young had had a guy like DeJounte Murray, it might have been a closer series, and they might not have even been the eighth seed in that situation. But with Trey Young, in the bad games he had in Miami, if he was having bad games in that series, they were just getting blown out. They were getting destroyed by that defense. And now that you add a guy like DeJounte Murray, the Hawks kind of take away that issue. If Trey Young isn't having a good game and DeJounte Murray can step up and have a good game, they still have a chance of winning. And that's the thing is that John Collins and Danilo Gallinari are solid players, but they are not at the level of scoring that DeJounte Murray is, and they are not able to score as efficiently and as consistently as DeJounte Murray can, which is why you want a guy like him over a guy like Gallinari. And you trade away a few picks, but this guy's young and he's probably could still develop into that superstar that um, a lot of people kind of saw the flashes of last year when I'm pretty sure we saw the all-star game last year, 90% sure. Uh, either way, I love DeJounte Murray. And this is a great move for the Hawks. I love Trey Young. Glad he's getting himself some help. And um, yeah, so enough about that. Let's talk about the Nets. There's a lot that's happened with the Nets. One thing already happened and one thing is currently in develop development. I guess you can technically say that both are in development, but Kyrie Irving picked up his option. He is returning to the Nets as of right now. There are a lot of hopeful Laker fans, and that's really the only destination I'm seeing for Kyrie. His counterpart in Brooklyn is a whole different story. We'll talk about him in a second. But Kyrie to Lakers, I don't think works. Uh, yes, LeBron and Kyrie and AD is a great trio, but honestly, I don't see it happening. 
uh, Kyrie staying in Brooklyn, I think, is the best option. And let's talk about KD now because I'm not entirely sure he'll be in Brooklyn next year. Obviously, reports came out over the past week that basically said that the Nets were ready to let go of both of those guys. They were ready to lose both stars because they didn't want to play there and they didn't want to play you know, for Brooklyn. They didn't want to play in the system they were running, and they were prepared to lose both. And Kyrie picks up his option, and the day after today, Kevin Durant requested a trade, which is, in Kevin Durant fashion, you know, he wants out. Uh, some few destinations that I'm seeing for KD that I'm thinking are really good. I was going to say Portland, but we'll talk about why that might not work in a second. Honestly, I could still see Phoenix. I do not know if Phoenix has the assets. I could see a trade that involves, like, Bridges, and but you can't trade away Book, and you can't trade away Chris Paul. And you can't trade away Aiden. I don't know. Aiden, I don't know if he could be a part of a deal that would send Katie the Suns and him because of this whole sign and trade deal, and you can't do that and stuff like that. I don't know all the like the official rules. I'm not like an NBA like expertise ex- expert, I should say. So I don't know like all like the nerd rules and stuff. That's not me. Uh, so like when you when you when you think about that, I mean Phoenix is okay. Uh, I wanted Portland. Uh, I could see Miami for sure. Miami is the one that I think is probably going to end up happening. Miami needs another superstar. That's the thing. I mean, Jimmy Butler was putting up 45 to 50 points a game in some of the series and just they still couldn't win. If you have a guy like Kevin Durant kind of carrying uh, part of the load and you have Jimmy Butler, I don't see any reason why the Heat wouldn't win a championship with that that team. The way that team is both defensively now, you add KD to that, he's, he's a good defender. He, and you can play any position. So you put him in there, he scores, and he helps out Jimmy Butler on that end. Uh, it might mean less playing time for Bam, but honestly, Bam has been kind of a liability on the offensive side of the ball. I don't know. They need a big guy there. Um, but the Nets are just kind of in shambles right now. If KD does get traded and if Kyrie decides to go to the Lakers, I mean, this team is left with Ben Simmons, and that's it. If, of course, they do manage to land DeAndre Aiden, sure, DeAndre Aiden and Ben Simmons are not the worst situation in the world. You are not the worst team in the league if you have Ben Simmons DeAndre Aiden. Because Ben Simmons, he gets a lot of hate, but again, we haven't seen the guy play in a while. I don't necessarily hate him. He's very, very good asset defensively. So is Aiden. That could be a very solidly built defensive team, but they do end up landing Aiden, and they have Ben Simmons, but they do lose Kai Ree and KD, who obviously are superstars, and you don't want to lose them, but I think it might be their time to go. Um, Russell Westbrook. Man, getting to the stuff that happened a couple days ago, yesterday out of the way first. Russell Westbrook, man. Lakers fans, I'm sure you're happy. Westbrook's back. Westbrook is back, baby. This dude is staying. He's picked up his option. LeBron in shambles. The Lakers in shambles. The Lakers championship hopes in shambles. Listen, Westbrook is not the player he used to be. He gets, I think, what I think is a little bit of unnecessary hate, but there is some deserved hate there. Don't get me wrong. There is some deserved hate there. Guy did not play well last year. Uh, this is a healthy Lakers team, and they do end up landing Kyrie. I mean, I'm sure. I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know if Westbrook or Kyrie can play shooting guard, but one of them is going to have to play the point. Uh, and I would rather have Kyrie, obviously, but I don't know if they still want to start Westbrook or have him come off the bench. Westbrook does not seem like the kind of guy who would just accept being the sixth man. So I guess we'll see how that works out. But I don't really have much else to say about Westbrook staying other than the fact that it probably isn't the best thing for the Lakers. Uh, and then looking at one of the last things that happened previously and before we move on to stuff that's happening tonight as we speak, James Harden also picked up his option, and reports came out tonight. We'll just move into that, that they are going to be meeting on a – sorry, he declined his option to become a free agent, but he's working on a new deal with the Sixers, and they're meeting over the weekend, which means he's basically just trying to free up salary. He's trying to 
free up cap space. He does not want to take the option. He wants to get paid a little bit less because they want to bring in P.J. Tucker is what I'm hearing, which, which why? But, I mean, this is a good thing. I mean, Harden taking less money is a good thing. You have more room to add guys you want to add that can be solid role players and try and get yourself to a championship. KD to the Sixers, we didn't talk about that yet. KD to the Sixers, man, I wouldn't hate that. They're going to be an absolute monster in the East. I don't see any reason why they shouldn't be winning a championship with him. I think the two teams in the East right now who, if they added KD, should have no excuses not to at least be in the finals. Sixers in the Heat, for sure. And the Bucs, but the, he's not going to go to the Bucs. <laughs> if he went to the Bucs, it's, yeah, it's game over. Giannis and him, no way. No way. Um, but yeah, moving on to stuff that's happened tonight. I got to get Woj's Twitter pulled up, bro, because this is a very, very, very big night. I mean, tonight was the first night of free agency. started at 6 o'clock Eastern tonight. I'm recording this 8.15 Eastern, and all this stuff has happened in those just those two hours, which is insane to me. Um, so much has happened, and so let's just start with, yeah, let's just start. With, we are talking about the Kevin Durant. We are talking about the Kyrie Irving. They've had no contact, according to Walsh. Um, so Phoenix and Miami emerged. We talked about them. Let's move on to what's happened today for agency-wise. Bradley Beal, like we said, has agreed to a five-year, $250 million maximum contract to stay with the Washington Wizards. And I tweeted this. And I'm going to say it here. Why? A quarter of a billion dollars. For an aging Bradley Beal coming off the worst season of his life. This dude's going to be 35 when this deal's up. A 35-year-old Bradley Beal is going to walk away with a quarter of a billion dollars. That's insane to me. He's coming off the worst year. Obviously, he got hurt. But before he got hurt, he was having like what arguably could have been the worst season of his career had he stayed healthy if he had played the same. I do not like this for either side. But this is just what happens when you're the Wizards and you can't draft well. If you can't draft the guys and develop the guys, keep a guy who you like around. I mean, that's all you can do. Uh, moving on. Anthony Simmons has agreed to a four-year, $100 million contract extension. I like Anthony Simmons, but this is the reason why I mentioned earlier in the episode that KD probably won't go to Portland. They just spent $100 million on Anthony Simmons. Okay, they're obviously investing in this guy. They probably do not want to invest in another guy. I don't know how I feel about this. I like Anthony Simmons, but that's just a lot of money, uh, in my opinion. But I don't hate it. Uh, Bobby Portis, who was a free agent, is returning to the Milwaukee Bucks on a four-year, $49 million contract. It's a lot cheaper than the four-year contract that Anthony Simmons got. This is good. I mean, obviously, he was a key kind of clutch role player for the Bucks. I mean, I don't see any reason why you would get rid of him. I don't see any reason why he want to go anywhere else. He knows that if he's on the Bucks. With Giannis and with everybody, and they're all healthy. They're pretty much a guaranteed playoff berth, and most likely, like floor second round. You know, obviously, ceiling finals win team at the moment, and I think that's very, very much true with the Bucks. Um, so Bobby Portis, don't hate it. Don't hate it for either side. Um, some of the bigger things: Tyus Jones returning to the Memphis Grizzlies. I mean, they're just kind of cleaning up loose ends here. Uh, they're they're a championship caliber team, in my opinion. Uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. Uh, some news about him today that he's going to be out four to six months with a surgery that he just had, which kind of sucks. I mean, obviously, this guy's who are, this is a guy who I think ceiling is a depoy. I do think. Uh, I think he might have even had an argument for the conversation last year if there hadn't been you know the guys who were in the conversation last year, and obviously Marcus Smart um, won the award. Uh, Tyus Jones is a good re uh, role player for them. I like it a lot. Um, 
What else do we got going on here? Chris Boucher, man. Let's talk about my, let's talk about my Toronto Raptors. And the reasons this kind of moves us into why Aiden probably won't go to Toronto now, even though they were second in the Vegas odds behind Detroit. They just signed Chris Boucher back, and they just signed Thaddeus Sean. We'll talk about him, too. Here's the thing. I had the amazing Sean Woodley at my podcast, episode 39, just a couple weeks ago, maybe even like a week ago. And we talked about guys who could be at the end of the team. And two of the guys that I mentioned and that we kind of talked about were Chris Boucher and Thaddeus Young. There are still pieces that we could trade for DeAndre Ayton, but really at this point, they are not good enough to get to DeAndre Ayton. And we just shelled out 35 35 and a quarter million dollars on Chris Boucher. And for some reason, I don't think Woes tweeted about. He did not tweet about Thad Young. I got to look up. Maybe I'll look up later. I got to look up um what his what his deal is. Um, but they're spending money on these guys. It doesn't seem like they want to invest in any outside guys at the current moment. I would love Aiden in Toronto. He would fit exactly what we want to do defensively. He would be like the only guy over 6'9 in the lineup, which I think is good. Have like a taller guy in there that can kind of work the interior defensively. Um, and he can play very good offense. I like it a lot. Um, just a couple of things. Uh, Nick Batum returning to the Clippers. I kind of expected that. Lou Dort. This one is wild. Lou Dort has agreed to a five-year, $87.5 million deal to stay with the OKC Thunder. That is a lot of money in a long time for Lou Dort. The Oklahoma City Thunder, I think it would be so cool if Katie went back there, kind of like a LeBron at Cleveland 2014 thing. The Oklahoma City Thunder have the most assets out of any team. If they want to trade for a guy like Katie, if they want to trade for a guy like anybody that they want, they can go get him. But now you're going to spend money on Lou Dort? I don't get that. Um, Patty Mills returning to the Brooklyn Nets. They need a shooter like him. That's good. And finally, some other big news with Jalen Brunson. Free agent guard Jalen Brunson armed with a five-year, $106 million plus Mavericks offer is heading into a meeting with the New York Knicks within the hour. That was an hour ago. So we could even get news while recording the podcast about Jalen Brunson and the Knicks. I think he might end up staying with the Mavs. $106 million with five-year, $106 million deal is a lot of money. I don't know if the Knicks are going to match that, but they seem like they're opening space and just really trying to get him. So I don't know. That's going to be interesting to see. Uh, finally, uh, I already talked about James Harden. The 76ers are meeting uh, on the weekend to negotiate his new deal. And then finally, restricted free agent Nick Claxton, who I love, has agreed down a two-year, $20 million deal. Turn to the Brooklyn Nets. Brooklyn Nets are signing everybody who's not Kyrie and KD at the current moment, just trying to get everybody to stay and trying to get loose ends more, uh, tied up like most teams are. But now that we have run through all of that, let's finally get into the MLB talk that I've been pretty excited for on this podcast. All right, let's talk about the MLB, man. I mean, this is awesome. So basically, just general MLB talk, but we're going to be talking about some MVP chances, top teams in each league, my early World Series predictions, and some underrated players and teams. So let's talk about the MLB MVP chances. I got four guys written down who are kind of mostly in the conversation, 10 only five guys for the AL and for the NL, but because the, the fifth guy is on the same team as the fourth guy uh, in both. Um, actually, I have six for the NL, but for AL, it's Aaron Judge, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. He's on my favorite team. I can't even pronounce his name. Vladimir Guerrero Jr., 
Jordan Alvarez, Shohei Otani, and Mike Trout are kind of grouped together. Let's talk about their chances. Let's talk about who I think should win the award if I had to pick out of these guys. It's Aaron Judge. This dude is on a tear. I mean, how... This guy's on pace for, I think, at the current moment, 62 home runs, which is nuts. I mean, this is a hard pace to keep up. We saw guys like Salvador Perez last year, like Shohei and like Vladimir Guerrero, and, and all these guys kind of like hit like the 45 to 50 mark and just die out or fizzle out. That was kind of their ceiling. And I don't expect anything different with Judge this year. I mean, he's only like, I think, 21 homers away right now from 50, and we're not even at the All-Star break. He's going insane. And talking about Vladdy Jr., this guy has pretty low Vegas odds, but I don't expect him to kind of, like, be put in the background in the, for the rest of the season. Like, I'm, like, I'm assuming that these odds are assuming that Vladdy is going to keep his current pace. I think he's going to go on a tear in the back half of the season after the All-Star break and even maybe even start that up before the All-Star break. The All-Star break in the MLB and the NBA are some significant times of change for a lot of players. I think I think it's going to be true of Vladdy. Uh, he kind of got robbed last year, if I'm being honest. Just because Shohei can pitch and hit does not mean that he deserves the MVP any more than Vladdy does. I thought Vladdy got robbed. I really did. Um... Then you got Jordan, who's kind of on a tear and is kind of one of the underrated guys. I don't have him listed as an underrated guy, but he's kind of one of the underrated guys. And then obviously Shohei and Trout, both just incredible players. Trout's hitting like a monster. Shohei's pitching and hitting like a monster. The Angels guys, Angels still can't win, but those two are insane. Uh, looking at the NL, I have six guys written down. Paul Goldschmidt, Pete Alonzo, Manny Machado, Ronald Acuna Jr., Mookie Betts, and Freddie Freeman grouped together because they're both on the Dodgers. Paul Goldschmidt, one of the most underrated players in baseball right now. Let me pull up his stats real quick. Pull up Paul Goldschmidt's stats real quick. This year, okay, 2022, he, this is nuts. He's aver- he, he has 19 homers, 65 RBIs. 342 average. He's batting 342, which is right now, he were, right now is uh is on pace to be his career high. This guy is a monster. He's 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 a monster. Just he he's, he had like a ridiculous history at one point. He's underrated. I think he's got a chance to win the NL MVP. Pete Alonso, we know is Pete Alonso. He's great. Manny Machado, we know is Manny Machado. He's great. Acuna, we know is great. Acuna just coming back off an ACL tear and playing as well as he has is ridiculous. Betson Freeman, just the two Dodgers guy, man. They're Dodgers players. You know what? You know what? You know what we're about. Um, moving on to the way too early World Series prediction. My actual prediction is Dodgers versus Yankees with the Dodgers winning. But my dark horse prediction is Mets, Blue Jays, the Blue Jays winning. You may say, oh, Jay, you're biased, you're a Buddhist fan. And you know what? You are absolutely right. I believe in this team. Our relievers are bad. Our starting pitching is even bad at most points. But I don't know, man. I feel like the Jays can be that team that kind of slips into the playoffs as like a lower seat and just makes a run. That's as simple as that. Speaking of the Blue Jays and speaking of teams that can make a run, some underrated teams. Got four written down. The Blue Jays, the Guards, the Cardinals, and the Braves. 
The Blue Jays, as simple as that, just have way too much offensive firepower to be counted out, and they're being counted out still. Vladdy, Bichette, Springer, even Biggio at some points. I mean, Kirk, Kirk this year. You know, uh, Matt Carpenter even can play often sometimes. Sometimes. And even when he plays defense like he's supposed to, he doesn't necessarily do that that well sometimes. <clears throat> we pay a lot of money for him. I'm sorry. Uh but, you know, anybody I'm forgetting, like Lourdes Gurriel, Teoscar Hernandez, you know, this is a great offensive team. And so the Guardians, I think the Guardians are kind of a little bit sneaky. Like, I don't think they're going to win anything. Like, they're second in their division right now, though, to the Twins. This isn't a great division, but they're second in the division of the Twins right now. They're by the White Sox. So, like, when you think about it, I don't know, man. The guards could potentially be a little sneaky team. I don't know. The Cardinals, they're good. They are good. Paul Goldschmidt and all their guys, Tyler O'Neill, they are good. And I don't care what anybody says right now. If anybody wants to disagree, go ahead. Hit me on, hit me up on Twitter or TikTok. The Braves, Braves would still win a championship this year. They could repeat without Freddie Freeman. I 100% believe that. I really do. I really do. They got Kenley Jansen. They're good. They got four underrated players written down. Ty France hitting like a monster, and nobody talks about him because he's on the Mariners. Alejandro Kirk, still underrated, man. This guy's probably the best catcher in baseball right now. Alejandro Kirk, stats-wise. I don't think he is the best catcher in baseball, but stats-wise, 100%. Uh, Kike Hernandez, the Red Sox are bad, so he kind of does get talked about. And then uh, Joe Musgrove, pitcher for the Padres, having a great year. Nobody talks about him. Um... That is all I have on the MLB. This is definitely like a shorter segment, but I want to talk about the MLB. Give it some love, man. Let's get on to a couple NFL questions. All right, so this first question is who is winning the Super Bowl next year? And I'm pretty confident in my answer. It's going to be the Buffalo Bills. Why do I think it's me the Buffalo Bills? A couple reasons. This is probably the the most well built team in the league. I mean, this offense, all it was missing last year is a few pieces on the offensive line, which they haven't necessarily addressed. And, of course, the running back position. And they they addressed that in the draft. James Cook is great. Love James Cook. And here's the thing. Josh Allen, I think, is just going to take another step. I think Josh Allen could end up being QB1 next year. Uh, And this team, I think, is just going to bulldoze through anybody. Had a problem with edge rushing? Signed Von Miller. That defense was the best team Statistically, last year, they were the best defense. Maybe not on paper. You look at it, and you're like, I don't know if this is the best defense in football. They were the best defense in football last year, which is crazy to me. They were the best defense in football last year. They have the best, undeniably the best safety duo in the NFL. You cannot tell me that there is any safety duo right now that is better than Jordan Poirier and Micah Hyatt. The only one that I can think of that could be better in a few years, maybe even like a couple years, is Kyle Hamilton and Marcus Williams for the Ravens. That could be a nasty duo, especially if Kyle Hamilton is as good as I'm expecting him to be and as most people are expecting him to be. But long story short, the Bills are just so well built, and there is no reason why this team shouldn't have success, and I think that they really will take the stuff that they need to take. that They haven't taken in these past few years, and depending on who they run into, I mean, the AFC's tough. You know, you got Allen, Herbert, Lamar... Russ is there now. Even Derek Carr is like, he's kind of there. You know, Joe Burrow. Like this, like Tua, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Maybe Mac Jones is a little bit tough because he plays for the Patriots. You know, so like when you think about it, the Bills could win the Super Bowl this year. Uh, and then 
Are the Bengals going to the AFC Championship? I don't think so. I think the Bengals fall off hard. Hard. This division is not going to be a cakewalk like it was last year. You know, Baker playing injured, not really being 100%. Lamar being hurt. Big Ben being old, slow, and inefficient as a quarterback. Of course you win that division. You walk right into it. If this team does not play any better than they did last year, they're getting clapped in the playoffs because the the AFC got so much better and they didn't do anything except for maybe some few offensive line moves. If they don't get better and they don't significantly improve as a team next year, there's a chance they get slapped out of the wild card. That won't be the one seed. No way they'd be the one seed. There's a chance they get slapped out of the wild card round because the AFC is so talented and because did they did they improve enough to be um, a, a solid match against any of those AFC teams? I'm not entirely sure. The Chargers got so much better. The Raiders got better. The Broncos got better. The Chiefs got a little bit worse. The Bills got better. The Ravens are going to are going to be a lot better. The Browns, I hate to say it, I hate them, but if Sean Watson plays, the Browns are better. I hate that. I don't even want to talk about Sean Watson. He sucks. Bad person. Should be banned for life. But if the NFL does NFL things and lets him play even a few games, they're better. Simple as that, unfortunately. The Colts, they got better. Titans didn't. Titans got a lot worse. Like you think about it, the Bengals really have no place in the AFC anymore. That's my opinion. That's my take. Let's head to the outro. I want to thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of the Jake Talk Sports Podcast. If you did enjoy it and you're listening on Spotify right now, go ahead and drop us a rate. Rate the podcast, review it, do whatever you can. If you're on any platform, whatever system of rating or leaving a comment you can do, go ahead and do that. That would be so much appreciated. Help us grow the podcast on every single platform we are on. Go check me out on Twitter, TikTok, all that kind of stuff. I love you guys. See you next time. Bye.